Welcome to the Making Meaningful Income podcast, where a job is not just a job, where we refuse to settle for mediocrity, and where you're just one thought away from creating an extraordinary life. Only you can decide what's possible, but you've got to be willing to do what it takes. Find out what your life could be with your host, Andrew Cipriano. All right, guys, and welcome back to the Making Meaningful Income podcast. I'm so happy to have you on episode 12. I really hope you enjoyed the last episode, kind of just telling you that um, you need to learn to be happy exactly where you are. Remember, guys, that thoughts create emotion that drives our actions and creates results. So that means we can literally choose to feel any kind of emotion about the position we're at in life, and we don't have to like hate it. Learn to love where you're at right now. And then when you get somewhere that you've planned to be with goals, then you'll really love it. Um, but just don't wait to be happy until you have all of the things because that is doing it backwards. All right. With that, we're going to talk about today's episode. So we are going to talk about committing to believing today. So in the first couple episodes, I know I talked about you know what your current beliefs are, how they create your current results. And then I also talked about how you can have new beliefs that will create new results and gave you some examples of beliefs that you could have. And if you haven't heard those episodes, it's episode three and four. Three is your current beliefs and four is creating new beliefs. I'd recommend before you listen to this episode, you go back and just listen to those because it's really important to understand how our current thinking and our current belief systems, which are just thoughts we've had over and over and over, are creating our current results. Really, really important fundamental piece to understand before we move forward today. But if you have listened to those episodes, then welcome and let's get started. So I do TikTok Lives. I have this account where I do lives on TikTok. It's called Wigged Out Psychology. Let me tell you a story. When I was first creating content, I literally used to wear wigs. I have a bag full of wigs. Anyone in my life knows, friends, family, peers, all that. They know that I have wigs and they're really cheap quality and I probably have about 30 of them and I have a wig for every occasion. So when I first started making content, I was literally doing psychological facts and like stories and anecdotes with wigs on in my TikTok. If you scroll on the bottom of wigged out psychology, uh, you'll find them and, um, they're great. Honestly, the content was fantastic. It just didn't take off. I, you know, you gotta kind of find your, your flow and, uh, it was great. I really one day wanted to just start doing coaching in wigs. Cause I think it'd be just like a weird fun twist to throw onto it that no one would see coming. But what happened was I was doing a live the other day and somebody came on and he's like, Oh my gosh, I'm so excited. I've been looking for life coaching. I'm not going to say his name or anything, but he was in his mid twenties. He worked at a hotel And he's like, I really want to be a writer. And we sat, I did like a live coaching with him. He was really vulnerable. It was great. We had a really awesome space for it where we were doing some coaching. And we came to the conclusion that he just didn't believe he could be a writer, right? It always comes back to your thinking. So he just didn't think that he could be a writer. It wasn't a realistic option for him. School was safe. So he had dropped out of school because he figured out that he was literally just going because his parents said to. And he was really stuck working at a hotel, not going to school, wanting to be a writer, but not believing it was possible. So we ended the whole conversation with him pretty much asking me, how do I go and actually believe something I don't yet believe? How do I commit to believing something? And I'm like, man, that's a really good question. And I wish I could answer it for you in like a minute. But I think that the best way, honestly, is to do a podcast episode about it and then also to go get coaching, honestly. Like that's what life coaches do is they believe for you before you believe for yourself. And then you kind of piggyback off of their belief and off of their lessons and their tools in order to believe. And I guess, you know, if you've listened this far into the podcast, you know, I've done a lot of different jobs. I've done a lot. I've moved to a different country. I've done a ton of different jobs, got a four-year degree in psychology, got a certification, all this kind of crap. And the hardest thing that I've ever done in my life, at least mentally, is trying to commit to something 
that I don't have evidence for yet and believe it. It isn't easy. Like this is why the whole self-help life coaching industry exists. But I'm telling you, once you develop this skill, it's still hard, but it's not nearly as hard as it was when you were first learning. And that's why like, honestly, just getting like a six month or a four month coaching package can literally change everything for you because you can learn how to manage your thoughts, your beliefs, and your feelings, which drive everything. So powerful. All right. So I like to keep coaching relatively not woo-woo because I am very rational scientific thinking and I love that that can be shown in the brain and with our modern technology. So what happens when we're learning new belief systems is our brain is fighting us, like literally fighting us because our brain Pretty much what our brain does is past focused. It uses experience from the past. This is called behaviorism in psychology. So let's take an example. If we have, like, we're a child and we touch a stove, that's going to burn our hand if it's a hot stove, right? And what's going to happen is that that sends a message up to our brain that says, don't do that again. And then our brain remembers that forever. Negative stimuli, don't do that again. And it also happens with positive stimuli. Again, this is called behaviorism in psychology. If anybody wants to look it up, you can look up um, B.F. Skinner. He was the guy who did all the um, behaviorism stuff where positive negative stimuli in psychology. And it's all about um, literally like you can teach a kid to do anything just by teaching them reward systems and punishments. So again, what happens is our brain gets past focus. So it looks for things that have traditionally given us a positive reward, um, like eating food, and being comfortable, like literally comfort releases dopamine. And then it looks to avoid anything unknown and uncomfortable. So this is totally normal for us to when we're trying to believe something new, we're literally taking our brain's hardwiring and trying to unwire it. We're like, we get it brain. This is what kept us safe, but I'm going to choose to believe that I'm going to be a, a professional writer now. And that freaks the brain out And the brain's defense is by trying to come up with all these thoughts and how it's not going to work as if to discourage you from stepping into the unknown. Because again, the unknown is scary. Our brain is built on um, avoiding the unknown because traditionally the unknown has killed us. When we leave the hut and we walk through the forest and we don't know where we're going, we're probably going to get jumped by a lion and then we're going to be dead. The brain's whole job is just to keep us alive. And because society is caught up to us now to where we're not always in fight or flight mode, or at least that we're always in danger, our brain is still working on the old wiring where unknown equals dangerous. So we quite literally have to fight all of our evolutionary biology in order to create new belief systems. That's why it's so challenging, but it is possible. Let me just throw that in there in case you're getting a little discouraged. It's absolutely possible and you can do it. And then let me tell you what happens. So when you actually believe a thought, even if it's something that hasn't come up yet. So if you're trying to believe a new belief, like I, this is what I've been doing literally in my life. I am a successful life coach. I am a competent life coach. I am a strong life coach. Like those are beliefs that I'm having to believe. I am worth charging money per my time. Like that's a belief you have to get in to the mindset of actually believing. So what I've been doing every day is literally doing, it's called thought work. You write down your thoughts on what you're thinking and your feelings that come up when you're thinking these thoughts. And then you're also writing down thoughts that pop up in your head that totally negate what you're trying to believe. Like, no, you're not a successful life coach. You're not worth money, blah, 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 all the crap. And I'm retraining my brain by like writing these thoughts down. It's not so much a mantra as it is like I'm writing down why, like write down the reasons why this belief I want to believe is true. So as, where a mantra would just be like, I'm just going to say it over and over. I'm a good life coach. I'm a good life coach. You can take it one step further and say, no, this is why I'm a good life coach. This is why my time is valuable. 
Like I've been doing this worksheet every day. It's called the value of a life coach by Stacey Bayman. It's something like that. And she has you write down 10 reasons why you coaching someone is such a valuable thing to offer and why it's worth money. And this is like literally me reciting the new belief that I want to believe. And as I've been doing it, I don't, you don't just, in my opinion, you don't just fully snap and believe it. It's a process, right? So like there's days where I feel really good about it and there's days I don't feel so good about it. There's hours where I feel really good about it and like minutes where I'm like, no, I don't believe it anymore. Um, but what's happening is I am starting to believe the belief that I am an amazing life coach and I'm worth charging, you know, a lot of money for my time. And as you start to believe that, what happens is you you know you're believing it because it creates an emotion in your body. The minute that you have a thought that you believe, it creates emotion in your body. Remember, so if you want to create a new belief, you have to believe it, and you'll know because it's creating the excitement or whatever emotion that belief is intended to create. And now what happens when you're actually creating that emotion is you're changing your body physiologically. So I'm reading a book right now by Joe Dispenza. It's called uh, Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself. And in this book, he explains what physically happens, like chemically and physically, how your body changes when you have a thought and a belief, an emotion that is corresponds with that thought or belief. So when I have a thought and I actually believe it, my brain sends neurotransmitters to release hormones throughout my body. When the hormones release, I want you to think of a, an emotion as like a hormonal fingerprint. So it's a very specific set of hormones in specific locations, and that's why specific emotions feel like they do. Like shame, I always use this example because a lot of people know what shame feels like. Shame for a lot of people is a heaviness in the throat and like a turning of the stomach and just heavy wave all around. That's because when you're feeling shame based off of a thought, your body's releasing those hormones to literally make you feel shame. Like it's a chemical reaction you're feeling. Emotions are literally chemical, physical, really changing your body. Now, when this happens with a belief that you're trying to uh, create over and over again, when you, again, start to actually believe it and it creates the desired motion in your body, that emotion, it becomes a positive feedback loop back to your brain. So I'm going to take a second here to explain what a positive feedback loop is. All right, so I went to Google to get the exact definition, but a, a feedback loop is a system where outputs are fed back into the system as inputs, increasing or decreasing effects. Now, here I'm talking about a positive feedback loop, which means it's always going to increase the effects. And I want you to think, so pretty much like variable A is affecting variable B, and then variable B is looping back and affecting variable A or increasing it. So just as an example, because I'm pretty visual, if you've ever held a microphone by a speaker, like a karaoke microphone, for example, and it makes a noise, and then the speaker plays that noise back out into the microphone, which then plays it back out into the microphone again, and it gets louder and louder and louder, you've created a positive feedback loop. And just as a note for some more examples, a lot of things in psychology, a lot of uh, psychological disorders work as positive feedback loops. So for example, um, in depression, so depression happens, we'll consider that variable A, right? So A causes B, which are the symptoms. Now the symptoms of depression usually make the depression worse because when you are depressed, you're having trouble sleeping, you're not going out and socializing, you're not typically eating right, taking care of yourself, exercising, which all makes the depression worse. So what's happening is the depression, which is variable A, causes the symptoms, which are variable B, and then variable B increases the depression, and it keeps going. And that's how you go from like mildly depressed to where you're in like a depression hole, right? Where you're not even moving and there's food all over your floor, and it's really bad because it's been a positive feedback loop of depression to symptoms to depression to symptoms has gotten worse and worse over time. So another example you'll see in psychology is with mania. For anyone who doesn't know, mania is part of, it's part of bipolar disorder. It's like the, the high pole. It's the opposite of depression is if you want to think of it like that. Um, mania pretty much is an elevated mood where 
the cure to mania is sleep. Um, you pretty much mania is caused by a lot of things, but the cure really is getting like a really, really good night's sleep. Like I've seen patients in the psych hospital I was working at who were manic, who would then like pass out for almost 20 hours, wake up and be pretty much not themselves again, but not manic. And what happens is when you're manic, you can't sleep. So that's the paradox, right? That's the positive feedback loop. That's why it gets so bad until in the psych hospital, they would literally knock patients out with like a B-52 shot that would just literally make them go to sleep. They would, it would force the mania to shut down. Um, so again, it's a positive feedback loop, right? You start to not be able to sleep and then it causes mania and then the mania makes you not be able to sleep even more and it gets worse and worse and it feedbacks off each other until it gets really bad, right? And that's how that works with mania at least. I'm kind of oversimplifying, but that's the idea. So there's some positive feedback loop examples. All right, so let's get back to believing. So what happens, right, like Joe Dispenza says, when you start to believe one of the new beliefs you've been practicing, which it will happen if you're doing the work every day, it's like an exercise, it's like a muscle, right? Your mental muscle of belief, you've got to work it out every day. It will eventually start to believe. And again, what happens when you actually believe it is it sends the hormones out to your body to release that emotion. And then what happens is it's a positive feedback loop. So your body sends the emotion back up to your brain to say that this is something we should, it reinforces the belief. So as you start to believe, it gets easier and easier because it creates a positive feedback loop for the belief. So because I believe, I feel, and because I feel, I believe. So hopefully that makes sense. So I know it's really hard to go from I am a dropout in college to I am a successful writer, but you can literally and physically and chemically change your body to believe that before you've had any evidence to prove it. And that is what Joe Dispenza talks about. So in addition to doing the thought work every day where you're like writing down your belief and why it's true and writing down maybe your objections and why they're not true and like literally starting to rationalize out and prove the new belief to yourself, you can also do meditation. And Joe Dispenza talks about this really intelligently. He talks about all the different waves of the brain and how they work and you're in a beta wave when you're normally like a normal adults are in a beta wave most of the time, which pretty much means that you're in completely focused on the outside world. Beta waves are what happens when you're in fight or flight survival mode, which means that your brain totally goes outward as opposed to inward and focuses on everything that might be creating danger so that it'll keep you safe. Now, when you meditate, it brings you back, I believe, to delta or uh, theta or alpha, whatever lower wave in meditation. And what happens when you go into those lower um, frequency waves, the brain waves, then you can start to understand what beliefs you have right now. What are you thinking? And kind of start to uh, identify what's going on in your mind a little more efficiently than you would be if you were in a higher wave of brain activity that's focused more externally. So there's a lot of different stuff. I know I'm getting a little scientific here, but there's a lot of stuff that you can look up on meditation, but just be mindful that if you're trying to practice new beliefs, I would highly recommend that you look up meditation techniques and you can look up specifically meditation techniques to understand thinking, feelings, belief patterns, like just try to find stuff like that or just try to go inward. Like literally the best, I guess for me, the best way I've ever found to meditate is just laying flat down on my bed and not moving my body whatsoever and just breathing and trying to just focus on my breath. I literally say the mantra in my mind in and out while I'm breathing and I don't move my body at all. And then my body eventually goes numb and I know that I've gone inward and just practice that over and over. And by doing that, you're going to have random thoughts come in that aren't so random. They're going to tell you what you currently believe and what you're thinking. And then you can also, once you get kind of good at meditation is deliberately and intentionally focus on thoughts and beliefs you want to create. And again, once you're doing that in a lower frequency brainwave, it's going to start to program your brain to start to believe it. It's really, really cool. And when you're believing a new belief too, just be mindful that 
your belief systems right now are a very familiar group of neural pathways. That's why we, what we do, our actions, most of the time, our thoughts are uncon, um, unconscious beliefs and thoughts. That's why they're unconscious because we have physical wiring in our brain that already is hooked up to have those thoughts. So like, excuse me, a lot of our thoughts throughout the day are completely unconscious because they're programmed physically in our brain to be unconscious. So when we decide to change our beliefs, what we're doing is making the unconscious conscious a very energy consuming activity. And then we're interrogating it and putting our new beliefs back in time and time again. But eventually what's so beautiful about this process is another, it's another feedback loop, right? It's easier as it goes on because um, it gets easier. So eventually you're going to rewire your brain to have the new beliefs and then those become automatic. And that's so cool because it literally means that you can create whatever you want in life and make it automatic. And then it's easy. So it goes from re really hard, really difficult to really, really easy and then automatic. How cool is that? How life-changing is that? It's everything. It's everything. But you have to start by understanding, again, if, you, if you're still not sure what you believe about life or what you're thinking throughout the day, I would recommend you go back to episode three where it talks about your current beliefs. And then I'd also recommend look at the current results you have in your life because, again, your current results are an effect of your current thinking. So if you have no money in your bank account, you probably have a lot of beliefs about money that are creating that result. Um, or a lot of limiting beliefs, I would say, that were taught to you probably when you were young. And a lot of people go through their entire adult life not questioning the beliefs that they were taught when they were younger. And that creates the same looping results over and over and over. And it really creates lives for them that they don't want and creates a lot of results that they don't want. So in order to start deliberately practicing new beliefs, it's very helpful to know what we currently believe. So start looking at the results you're creating. If you've been in five different intimate relationships and you sabotage, are they all in the same way? There's probably some things that you believe about relationships or that you've learned unconsciously that are creating those results. Very, very important to be aware of. All right, so just to wrap up, when you're trying to commit to new beliefs, which is always a really good idea if you want new results in your life, that's really the best way to get new results. Um, it's going to be dis discomforting. It's going to be very uncomfortable. So just be aware of that and don't use the uncomfort. I mix those words up. Don't use the discomfort as a reason not to do it. It's going to be uncomfortable and creating extraordinary beliefs are going to lead to extraordinary results. It's going to be a process. Expect that it's going to be a process. And if you need help, get a life coach because I can guarantee you spending an hour a week with a coach designed to have two people both helping you believe something new on your goals in your life is really freaking beneficial. And it's like unbelievable how much that helps in this process. Um, I just want you to know it is possible without a coach, I'm sure, but I wouldn't recommend it. <laughs> like I, I'm getting coached at least twice a week now and it's just progressing and saving me so much time that it just doesn't make any sense whatsoever not to do it with a coach, especially because I was struggling beforehand um, to believe and create results. All right. So thank you guys so much for listening. This has been fantastic. What a, just an information packed episode. Um, to the guy who is going to be a successful writer one day, you can start by believing you are right now and committing to the beliefs. I really hope you hear this episode. Thank you so much for being vulnerable and getting on my live coaching. And I will see you again one day, I'm sure. Everybody take care. See you next week.